The azure blue of spring morning skies succumbed to the black and gray of burning buildings. Voracious fires devoured block after block of schools, factories, churches, theaters, and hospitals. The appetite of the flames was as undiscriminating as it was insatiable. It consumed structures the way a starving mob might attack a smorgasbord of delicacies. Exhausted firefighters retreated in defeat. Broken water mains had reduced the output of fire hoses to a trickle. At the vortex of the fires, nothing lived. Banks of debris lined the streets on both sides. Between the piles of rubble were the dust-caked bodies of the dead, many with their arms raised above their heads, a position of surrender they had assumed after being dragged from the wreckage by their feet. Death had played no favorites. There were males, some young, some boys as young as fourteen from the Hitler Youth Corps, women, children, and infants. Above them, from lampposts and from trees, trees stripped of small branches and split down the main trunks as if struck by the lightning fury of the heavens, hung more bodies. Most of these were in uniform. On many, decorations gleamed beneath their great trench coats. Their necks were cocked at forty-five-degree angles where the rope had cracked their bones and cut off the air supply to their lungs. Crude signs dangled from some of the bodies. Traitors. Cowards. These were the labels left by the flying military courts. A gaggle of Gestapo, security troops, MPs, and ordinary police who had been unleashed as the last of the exits from the city were closed by the encircling Russians. Arbitrarily, the madmen had executed anyone who no longer understood the senseless resistance. They slaughtered, too, anyone who was unfortunate enough to be around when the lynchmen thought they needed to terrorize a given section of the city into continuing the hopeless battle. Underground in the subways were more corpses. These were bloated with water in the lungs. Wounded, aged, or otherwise helpless, thousands had huddled in the dark passages for days, they had been dying of disease and thirst as the shells smashed the Nazi capital in the Goethe-Demmering, this twilight of the Aryan gods. The mythical death of the pagan German deities as celebrated in the turgid operas of Richard Wagner was becoming reality. Then the invading enemy had taken to using the subways to tunnel in behind the feeble defenders on the surface. The leader the Germans had cheered for years had shown his lack of compassion for his own people, his obliquity of conscience. He had ordered the opening of the locks to the spree. The blood-stained river water flooded the sanctuaries to the south of the Reich Chancellery. The death of his own followers was of no consequence to the man who issued orders from beneath the earth, delaying his own inevitable death or capture at any cost.